Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And we've just had the Easter holidays here in the UK. And Lisa and I, we spent an amazing couple of days in the Lake District. And if you've never been to Cumbria, then it's quite a remote area of England. The Lake District is one of our national parks with numerous mountains to climb and cruiser trips to take along Lake Windermere and Ullswater, but it's also the home of Beatrix Potter, who was the creator of Peter Rabbit. So we were hoping that we'd be in for quite a vegan-friendly trip. And, well, let's just say it gave us a lot to think about, because in some ways it was a really good vegan experience, but in others it just highlighted how much work there is still to do. We were really fortunate to be staying at Fox Hall Vegan B&B in Kendall, which is run by the amazing Sylvia and Chris. And they've got a number of rescue animals in the grounds too. But they completely looked after Lisa and myself because they didn't just provide cooked breakfasts, but they also provided the most wonderful vegan evening meals that you've ever seen and even a fully vegan packed lunch if you're planning to go out hiking for the day. We also got to visit Kat's Vegan Kitchen in Keswick, which is a little bit of a tongue twister, but it's also probably our favourite place now to eat in the Lake District. But apart from these two vegan havens, well, Let's just say that we had to rely on supermarket falafel and hummus wraps more than once for lunch. Although we did find one shop that had some very expensive vegan fudge alternatives and a couple of places offering a vegan ice cream option. But even though, no matter how small the town or village, there were plenty of places offering food, veganism It just wasn't the blanket convenience that we've got used to living in in our vegan bubbles. We spent a lot of time walking disappointed from cafe to cafe, just looking for a single vegan option, which wasn't tomato soup. So... I am pleased to announce that Lisa and I, we're now moving to the Lake District to open up a vegan cafe. Well, not quite yet, but with the amount of tourists that the area gets and just seeing how busy the couple of vegan places were that we found... I was genuinely surprised that more places were not popping up on our Happy Cow app. There is definitely a real opportunity there. Right, so... On to today's topic, because it does kind of link with our trip to the lakes, because we really had to go looking to find vegan places. We had to rely on word of mouth recommendations and mentions on review sites. And for many businesses, that is a really important part of their marketing mix. But sometimes there is a more direct option to getting the story of your business out there. But it's not one that a lot of us use. And that's 
PR or public relations or getting your company mentioned in the newspapers and the magazines or more likely now on news websites. But most of us don't really understand how this relationship works. And we think that a journalist might just find out all about our business and then go and write a story about it. But the reality is, if you read a news story about a vegan company or a new vegan product, then the website or the magazine, they didn't just go out and hunt that story down. The story It's usually appearing because the company sent out a press release. These stories just rarely happen by accident. Now, you don't need to be a celebrity with a new book to sell to get in the news. In fact, you don't even need to be a big company to send out a press release. You just need to have something that is newsworthy or interesting to talk about. We have far more news outlets than actual news these days. So these websites and magazines and newspapers, they all need a constant stream of new and interesting things to write about, or rather things that their readership are going to find interesting. Which is why quite often the news outlets are less interested in your business or the fact that you've got a new product out because that's not news, that's just an advert. And they're more interested in the story behind your company. When Vegan Business Tribe member Dr. Laura Freeman launched Plant-Based Health Online, she got featured in a number of national newspapers and magazines. Lisa even wrote about Laura for our monthly article in Vegan Food and Living magazine. And the reason that Laura's story got picked up was not because the papers thought that their readers would be interested in a new online service to help people fight diseases by eating a plant-based diet, but because Laura herself has an amazing story. Laura is a former NHS doctor who, when she was 12 weeks pregnant was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Now, fortunately, the tumour was able to be removed shortly after Laura's daughter was born. And the story, it's got a happy ending. But this led Laura to research more about what causes cancers. And she found a lot of peer-reviewed scientific studies about how a plant-based diet significantly lowers that risk. But This research, it wasn't forming part of her training as a GP. And the research showed that it was not just the risk of cancer that could be decreased, but the risk of heart disease and diabetes, which were all diseases that Laura was regularly treating as an NHS doctor. The evidence was so overwhelming but Laura moved to a vegan diet herself and eventually left the NHS to start her own virtual GP consultations through plant-based health online helping people with first conditions like heart disease through plant-based diets. Now that is a story that people will want to read about. Had Laura just sent out a press release talking about her new vegan online consultancy, then I doubt anybody 
would have picked it up, especially not the national newspapers. They would have seen it for what it was, just asking for a free advert for her new business. But because she had this amazing story about how the business started, about her own experiences with cancer, then the news outlets knew that their readers would find it really interesting and a story that they wanted to read. So, before we even go into the details about how you put together and send out a press release, the first question you need to ask yourself is... What do you have that is actually newsworthy to talk about? A lot of our vegan business tribe members have amazing stories behind their companies. Justin Bone from Vito Vito, he went from being homeless and an alcoholic living in a garage to launching his own London vegan restaurant. Steve Hutchins from Do Good Vegan Dog Food. He started the business after him and his partner rescued a beagle that was being sold as food in a cage in a Cambodian street market. Graham Henry from Henry and Henry. He went from weighing 17 stone to now weighing 11 stone. And Graham and his wife, Annette, they now teach others how to do the same. Jay Charlton was a fashion designer for many of the high street brands for 15 years. But she left to set up her Viva La Vegan clothing company after becoming increasingly uncomfortable with the environmental impact and the social justice concerns that there are in the mainstream fashion industry. These are all stories that people actually want to read about. And if you've got a similar story behind why you set up your business, then you're far more likely to get results from approaching news outlets and magazines with that tale. Remember, they are looking for a story, not to give somebody a free promo for their business because they've got an advertising department that they will happily point you towards if that's what you're approaching them with. And if you haven't got this great story to lead with, then create one. Now, I don't mean just make one up. You'll get found out at some point if you do that. But anybody can build a business or do something that has a story to tell. So when Blue O'Connor launched vegan fragrance company King's Grooming, he also launched the men's mental health organization Talk Club, which for sales from King's funded. Damien Skibberus from Short Stop Video Production, he started to donate some of his filmmaking services to his favourite vegan animal rescue centre, which led to him becoming the cameraman for one of the UK's biggest vegan influencers. Louis Sanford, who is the founder of Avocado, who we've had on this podcast in the past, he just started wearing a huge sandwich board advertising his vegan greeting card company, and he wandered around city parks just talking to people. Not only did he pick up a load of new orders, he ended up on the local BBC News. So, if you think that you don't really have much of a story to tell or you've got a boring product or service, then before you think about doing a press release, spend some time working out what have you got that will actually make your company newsworthy in the first place. 
And if you're going to use a PR agent, then they should be able to work with you to find the interesting angle within your company. They will know what kinds of stories different news outlets will be looking for. Newspapers and local news stations, they want to focus on the human interest angle. Websites like Veggeconomist, they want to write strictly about business wins. And magazines like the Vegan Society's The Vegan and VegFest UK's Forker Vegan, they will want to cover how your business is helping the vegan cause or how it relates to activism. And if you've got a bit of a budget, then it is worthwhile engaging with a professional PR agent. And we've got Eden Green PR and Dark Green PR, both here in the UK and both ethically vegan-run PR companies. So we've got really good links with us at Vegan Business Tribe. We've also got the amazing Katrina Fox, who is based in Australia, but she works globally and she really is the go-to guru for vegan PR. She's even got her own Vegans in the Limelight PR. PR course that you can take. And what these people have is years, sometimes even decades, of connections and relationships with editors and journalists. When a magazine or website receives a press release from one of these people, then they know already before they even open it that there's a very good chance it's going to be an interesting and well-presented story. What a PR agent will also give you is a dose of tenacity in that follow-up because it's not unusual to send out a press release and just simply not hear anything back. But for a PR agent, it's their job to get that story covered. So they will call, they will email and just generally bother a news outlet to make sure that they saw the story and also find out if there's a different angle that would be better suited to that publication if the story is rejected. But you can also do all this yourself. And many companies do. Will you get the same results? Well, possibly. With some practice, some inside knowledge, and if you've got the time and tenacity to do the follow-ups. For instance, we still use PR companies when we've got something that we want to shout about, even though I'm comfortable writing the releases myself, because I know that the PR agent will have the relationships with those editors that I don't, and I'm paying for their time to do the follow-ups, which is something I don't have time to do myself. But you can still get very good results yourself if you don't have the budget to engage a PR agent or just that you want to learn how to do this because it might be that you're in a full-time marketing role for your business and you've got that time to diligently follow up on the press releases and you want to start developing those relationships with the editors yourselves because it's a really worthwhile thing to do. With a little bit of guidance, you can still get your story in the news if it's a good enough story. So, before you start planning out your press release, just spend that time working out what that great story is first. Take a look at your own personal journey and find out if there's an interesting founder's story for you to tell. And if not then do some brainstorming about what campaign you could launch or what challenge you could set yourself that people will want to read about. 
I've got a friend who ran the 200 miles from Leeds in Yorkshire to Downing Street in London to hand deliver her petition to government. And it made for a far better PR story than just setting up an online petition would ever have done. Just remember that an amazingly written press release about a dull, uninteresting story, it will go Nowhere. But I have seen many mediocre press releases about something that is truly remarkable still get the interest of a journalist or editor. So once you're sure that you've got something really exciting to shout about, the first thing to decide is who is likely going to be interested in covering it. If it's a specifically vegan story, then we've now got dedicated vegan news outlets like Plant Based News, Green Queen Media and magazines like Vegan Food and Living and Vegan Life. Make some time to get familiar with these outlets and just see what kinds of stories they cover. Do Economist just announce new vegan companies or do they cover very specific stories about successful funding rounds and new innovation in the marketplace? And I'll give you a clue. It's the second. If you want to get in Vegan Food and Living magazine, then go take a look at the sorts of stories that they publish and the types of companies that get mentioned in their pages just to see if you are a good fit. And if you want to get in your local newspaper, then spend some time reading the local news stories that mention businesses and just see how they all tie into that local interest or they show the area in a good light and mould your story to match. If you want to get into the wider news, then just do a search for vegan news stories that have made it into the mainstream media and find out which journalist wrote about it. Because often, if a journalist has written a news story about one vegan business, they may be more open to write a story about another. And if you're regularly writing your own press releases for your own company, you can get to know the publications and you can get little extra bits of information from the editors. And it's especially worthwhile developing this relationship if you're working with a really niche news outlet. So, for example... Magazine publishers, they often have certain themes and topics that they will plan months ahead. And if you know what they are, then you can tie a story into one of these themes, such as women's health or children's foods. So ask a magazine if they've got any themes coming up over the next few months that they're looking for stories about. Most magazines and news outlets, they will publish an email address for you to send your stories and press releases to. But over time, you might also strike up a relationship with an individual at that publication direct. But once you know who you're going to contact, you then need to pitch your story at them. And this is basically all a press release is. It's an email with the details of a story in a really concise format, which some journalists, they'll just publish something based on what you've sent to them. And others, they'll want to contact you to develop it into a fuller story. In my experience, if it's a well-written press release, then there is a good chance that the journalist or an editor, they will simply publish an edited version of what you sent them. However, 
they will receive hundreds of press releases a week. And the big news agencies, they may even get thousands. So you need to make sure that you get all the vital information over about who you are and what the story is in just a few sentences. So start the email with a single headline that captures your entire story. And don't be cryptic or try to be too clever with this. If your story is about your company winning an exclusive supplier deal to Tesco's supermarket, then your title should be Jennifer's Vegan Drinks wins two-year exclusive supplier deal to Tesco's supermarket. I know it might not sound creative, but it's getting everything in that single headline. And if your story is about your personal journey, then tell that whole story in that title, such as Butcher Turns Vegan and launches plant-based sausages company. Because most editors, they can make a decision just based on that title. Next in your email, you should write a couple of short paragraphs that expand on this headline, explaining the who, what, where, when, and why of your story. And again, you need to keep this concise, even considering using easy-to-scan bullet points rather than a couple of long paragraphs about your story. Next, if you can find some, then provide some statistics to back up your story. Journalists, they absolutely love stats. And if you're writing to a non-vegan publication about a vegan topic, then include some background statistics on the rise of veganism. Go check out the Vegan Society statistics page on their website. It is a fantastic resource and it will give you everything you need to show about how many people are taking up a vegan diet. Journalists love to link their stories to what's happening in the wider world at the moment. And it might be that your story lets them cover a far bigger story, such as the rise of veganism from a more personal angle. And finally, include more details on how to contact you and how they can learn more about your company. And include your direct phone number as well as your email address in case the journalist just wants to call you up and ask some questions. All this should be in the main body of your email. So the headline, a couple of short paragraphs covering the who, what, where, when and why, some handy statistics to back up the story if you can find them and your contact details. Then if you've already written a longer press release, i.e. you have written the article for the journalist to save them time, then attach this also as a separate file. And like I said, if it is well written and it is genuinely an interesting story, then you might find that they publish that story pretty much as you write it. They will remove any blatant sales offers or sales speak, though. So keep the story the focus and just work in any mentions of your business and what it does as part of that story. Now, you don't have to write the story yourself. That is the journalist's job after all. But most PR agents, they will do this so that they can present the journalist with a finished piece that can be edited rather than the journalist having to write something from scratch. And it might be that you are happy to handle the press release side and that you actually hire an experienced copywriter just to write it up into a short story for you to send on. 
But if you are going to write the story yourself, then again, use those same rules of getting over your who, what, where, when and why really early on in the piece, in the first couple of lines, because you're writing a new story, not a piece of literature here. Now, I've been trained in copywriting. I've studied it as part of my marketing degree. I had to do it as part of my CPD when I was in the Chartered Institute of Marketing. And I've been to copywriting workshops at marketing seminars. But the very best people that I found to learn copywriting skills from, without a doubt, is old local newspaper journalists. And I was fortunate enough to have one as a friend for many years. And he probably taught me more about getting someone's attention and getting your facts over in a really small amount of words than I've ever learned at a marketing seminar. These are the people who know that they only have a couple of opening lines to get somebody's interest before they turn that page. And if you're interested in learning more about copywriting, then do go pick up a copy of your local newspaper and read through those local interest stories. Within a couple of sentences, a good newspaper writer will have established all the facts. So if you're going to write your own press release, then keep that same hierarchy. Give the who, what, where, when, and then the why. Because if the journalist does want to rewrite your story, then you've given them all the facts to do that straight away. And once you've established these, then go into the background a little bit more and make sure to include some short and to-the-point quotes from yourself or an expert in the field in that story. Then this leaves one important part of creating a press release, which I haven't mentioned yet, and that's the photo. Because it used to be that all newspapers and magazines had a fleet of photographers on their payroll that would be dispatched across the country to cover a news story. No more. Okay, so now most news outlets will be expecting you to provide a photo along with your press release. And that photo might even be the difference between your article getting published or not. Lisa and I, we got on the front cover of the Vegan Trade Journal because we hired a photographer to take us up a freezing hillside at the break of dawn and throw vegetables at us like confetti. Now, it hurt, but it made a brilliant, fun photo and it gave the publication an excellent cover image. So, it's worth spending both time and a little bit of money on getting some really good photographs taken to go with your new story. And usually the editors, they will want those photographs to be of people and not your product. So find yourself a photographer and brainstorm some ideas for an interesting photograph, something that will really make people stop scrolling or flicking through a magazine and want to find out what's going on. Create a photo that the magazine will want to give a full page to. And I can't emphasize enough how much of a boost it will give your press release. 
you should include the best version of a photo in your initial email, but also provide a link to a gallery where they can download alternative high-res files. Because it might be that a landscape version of a photograph might just fit better in the publication's layout, or they might want a version that's got a space left to put a headline in it. And again, a good photographer will know to take lots of variations of the same shot to give publications these kind of options. And if you're going to be sending out a lot of press releases, then it is worthwhile creating a media section on the back of your website that has got the high-res versions of all your photos. And it's got some quotes, it's got some business stats, and it's got biographical information about both you and the business that journalists can copy and paste from. And that's pretty much everything there is to sending out a press release. But unfortunately, just sending the press release is the really easy bit. It's the follow-up that will get your story published. And I know, I know, I get it. We're vegan. We don't like to be pushy. We're all about avoiding conflict. But that will get you nowhere in PR. And if you genuinely can't bring yourself to do follow-ups, then maybe that's when you should be looking at using a PR agent. However, think about the change it would make to your business if more people found out about you. Think about why you started a vegan business in the first place, to move the vegan cause forwards. Isn't that worth you going outside your comfort zone just a little and picking up the phone or at very least sending a couple of follow-on messages? And if you are confident that your message needs to be heard by a wider audience, then suck it up and follow up. You need to make sure that your email was seen. Journalists can get hundreds of emails a day and they simply don't get a chance to look at them all. It might well be that they were actually interested in your story, but they just didn't see it. So call them, ask them if now is a good time for a quick chat and run through your story idea in 30 seconds. They will soon tell you if they are interested or not. I've often been told by professional agents that PR is 80% about being persistent and just not giving up. There is a lot of noise out there for you to cut through. And just because one publisher isn't interested, it doesn't mean that nobody is. They might not pick up on your story because they've just run a similar one. Or it might even be that one of their major advertisers is a competitor and they just don't want to upset them. There is never any guarantee that a press release will get picked up and published. But if you've sent a story out to 30 or maybe 40 different news outlets and nobody runs with it, then come right back to that story that you're sending out. Is there a more interesting way that you can present it? Is there something you can do, like a PR stunt or a challenge, to make it more newsworthy? And then finally, if you do get all this great coverage for your business, then shout about that 
to leverage your PR. So if you are in a magazine, then take a photo of you holding that magazine open on your article and share that on your social media. Screen grab online news articles and create a gallery on your website. Let people know that you are in the news because it's a real indicator of success. The general public doesn't realise that the only reason that you've appeared in the news is because you sent out a press release and you badgered the publication to publish it. To your potential customers, it just proves that you are newsworthy, that you're a remarkable company that people want to write about. Okay, so... This has been quite a practical session. So let's just have a bullet point rundown of what we've covered about how to do a press release. Number one, news outlets are looking for interesting stories that their readers will want to read, not to give your company a free advert. So spend time working out what that interesting story is. And a lot of the time, the interesting story, it might just be you. Two, if you haven't got anything that is newsworthy about your business, other than it exists, then create something. Come up with a challenge or a PR stunt, just like my friend who ran from Leeds to Downing Street to hand in her petition to the government by hand. Three, take a look at the different publications and news outlets and see which is a fit for your company. How are the stories on the Veggconomist website different to those that you find in Vegan Food and Living magazine, for example? And what angle can you pitch to them that will suit their readership? Four, always start your press release email with a single headline that captures your entire story. And don't be cryptic or try to be clever, but do cover what makes the article newsworthy, such as Butcher Turns Vegan and Launches New Plant-Based Sausages Company. Five, journalists love statistics. So go grab some from the Vegan Society statistics page on their website or include your own if you've got them. Six, Make sure that all your information is in the main body of your email in a really concise way. So that's the headline, a couple of short paragraphs covering the who, what, where, when and why, some handy statistics to back up the story and your contact details. Seven, if you are going to write a longer article yourself, then attach this to the email as a separate file. And you don't have to write the full article, but if it's well written, then a journalist will usually just edit this than having to write something from scratch. Eight, a good photograph that might make the difference between your new story getting published or not. It might, if it's good enough, even get your story a full page spread or even onto the cover like mine and Lisa's vegetable confetti one did. So spend some time brainstorming with your photographer about what really fun and positive photo you can create. Nine, sending the press release. That's the easy bit. What really makes the difference is that follow up. Journalists receive hundreds of press releases, so make sure you get on the phone or you send a follow-up email a couple of days later to make sure they saw yours and get ready to repitch it in 30 seconds if they didn't. And 10, 
If you have the budget, then do consider using a professional PR agent for some or all of the process. They will have the connections that you don't yet, and it's part of their job to know what angles different publications will go for and to follow up if they don't hear back. And we've got a number of vegan PR companies, including Eden Green PR, Dark Green PR, and Katrina Fox, who's also got her own Vegans in the Limelight PR course. However, you can do all this yourself if you have the time. And building up those relationships with the journalists and editors in your market, that will prove to be a really good investment for the future. And that is it. Okay, so a really useful session, which hopefully you've taken something away from. But remember, you don't need to wait until something newsworthy happens in your business. You can go out and create that news like a number of our vegan business tribe members have done. And just a reminder that if you are a regular listener to this podcast, then you can go beyond the podcast and come and join us on veganbusinesstribe.com where you'll find lots more really useful content and information to help you grow a successful vegan business. And if you join us as a paid member, then not only do you get access to all our events and our networking meetups, as well as all our member-only content in the Academy, and you get full access to all our other Vegan Business Tribe members in our community hub, but your membership that also supports all the work that we do at Vegan Business Tribe to champion the vegan business scene around the world. Not just the podcast and the website, but all the behind-the-scenes work and conversation and influencing that we do too. So go check out the website at veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on the Join button on the homepage and you'll get a list of everything you get access to as a member so that we can help you grow your vegan business too. Thank you so much for joining us on this one. Lisa and I, we really appreciate you giving up your time to listen. And if you found this episode useful, then I will be forever in your debt if you give us a like a share or even a five-star review if your platform lets you do that okay lisa and i we're now going to go and research sites where we can open our vegan cafe in the lake district (laughs) you've got to have a dream and i will see you on the next one